is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. And here I am chatting to you, par usual, uh, not at midnight, but a little bit before that. And tonight, for the first time in a long time, I'm talking to you while looking at the glorious Provincetown Bay. Oh my god, there's just nothing, nothing more beautiful. For me, I guess, I would say the Provincetown Bay is my muse. Especially looking out at the funky old rotting fishing ships at the dock. I love to paint them. I love the way they look at night. They always look kind of haunted. And when I paint them, I... Well, did I mention that I was a painter? Maybe you didn't know that. Oh, by the way, I'm a multi-talented kind of girl. Anyway, I'm a painter too. Actually, I came to New York to be a painter. I wanted to be Vincent Van Gogh, only with a vagina. Which, I don't know, could be redundant. He was a sensitive guy. I love you, Vincent. But I've talked enough about Vinny lately. You all know how much I loved him. Anyway, I loved painting the rotting, old, funky, really old and kind of decrepit fishing boats in Provincetown. They're just so sexy to me. And I would paint them. I would kind of weather and weather and weather the paint. So what I was looking for is that they would wind up looking like ghost ships. And when they really were like a ghost, not a not a fishing boat, but a ghost of a fishing boat, then I knew I finally finished the painting. But I digress as usual. Anyway, I'm looking at the bay and it's magical. And oh my god, this light that's shining and I can just see the water rippling and I feel my heart singing. But I have to tell you, as much as there's a lot of magic and beauty, I'm also kind of irritated. I'm Jewish, you know, we irritate easily. But I'm kind of irritated because Provincetown, while they really had it together when it came to this COVID stuff, they were like, more than any place I've been, they had it down. Everyone was being safe. Everyone was masking up. They were having civilian marshals kind of keeping everything together. Their numbers were almost practically non-existent. I mean, it was the most positive, safe, excellent with COVID place to be. I thought, anyway. And the town suffered terribly with COVID. I mean, the businesses were shot down. And, you know, this is a town that really relies on their summer income. So my heart was bleeding for them. Only I was too busy feeling sorry for myself because I lost 95% of my business during the COVID epidemic worst part of 2020. But don't feel sorry for me because I'm bouncing back. And I'm strong. And I have that Helen Reddy song in my head now. I am woman, hear me roar. Anyway, I've been bouncing back in a huge way. But this is not about me. It's about Provincetown. So anyway, they bounced back. And they everyone got very creative with the outdoor seating. We had a fantastic meal in what was the parking lot of one of our favorite restaurants called Finici's. And we had a fantastic meal on the deck, right on the beach, in one of our favorite restaurants called The Muse that never ever had outdoor dining. And 
They put a deck right on the beach, right on the sand. And wow, that was a great thing. We should keep that forever. We love you, Muse, Muse, but you know, having that deck on the beach was pretty swank. Anyway, things were going great. But uh, when I was in New York, I started seeing all these photographs circulating over the 4th of July activities in Provincetown. And the photographs were pretty much a couple of thousand men, half naked, crammed into each other, no one wearing a mask. And even though at that point they were saying if you were vaccinated, you didn't necessarily have to wear a mask, they were also suggesting that if you cram yourself into a couple of thousand men, you may want to put a mask on. So I saw those pictures and I thought, oh no. And when I saw them on Facebook, everyone was commenting like, yeah, the party's back. Celebrate, baby. And a couple of people would comment, um, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think it's safe. And right away, everyone would kind of come down on them. You're so negative, party pooper, shut up. It's great, hooray. And I was thinking, I don't think so. Well, it didn't take days after the 4th of July for the COVID numbers to start to surge. I think it happened almost immediately. And so, yeah, the numbers have surged. And here we are now. There's been a lot of very bad, unsafe behavior. And now, because of the bad, unsafe behavior of mostly tourists who were coming into town, doing the damage and leaving. Now the whole town has got to deal with it. Everyone's got to put those masks right back on. Everyone's getting tested. Everyone's afraid. This is family week right now. The place should be filled with laughing and playing children and couples and mommy and mommy and daddy and daddy and all kinds of couples, gay, straight, and anything in between. It should just be loaded with all sorts of family love. And in fact, it is so quiet. We said we haven't seen the streets this quiet since the fall. I mean, when I've come out here in November, it's been that quiet. So it's kind of a bummer. It's not actually a bummer for us at the moment because we're enjoying not having anyone around and not having to worry and not having any trouble getting an outdoor picnic table at Phoenice's and feeling like we have the whole town to ourselves. But it is a real bummer for people who would like to make money in this town. It's a real bummer for the families that look forward to family week all year long and have canceled their vacation because they're afraid. And the national news has come to Provincetown. CNN, MSNBC, all sorts of stations. Suddenly it's famous, except that everyone around the country thinks they're talking about Providence, Rhode Island, and not Provincetown, Massachusetts. But um, that's not the way you want to get famous. You don't want to get famous for having your COVID numbers surge because of the bad behavior of a few thousand gay men. It's not a good thing. Anyway, boys, you have to behave yourself much better. You can do better. Anyway, so I'm a little annoyed. And everyone else is a little annoyed. And there's a few other words I would use, but I won't, because I'm not a potty mouth on national public radio. Anyway, so here I am. I'm selfishly enjoying my Shangri-La and my solitude while I look at the bay. 
and um, I selfishly enjoyed having lots and lots of space and room and comfort for not that many people being around me, but my heart is very sad for all the people who've lost money and lost their vacations, and you know, what can I say? So I too was feeling like it was time to celebrate. I was vaccinated, I was feeling free, I was still being cautious and safe, but very confident. And now with this new variant, which seems so scary, and, you know, I guess it's too soon to celebrate. So I got my mask right back on. And when I go inside, or when I'm in a crowd, or, you know, when I'm feeling like someone near me it seems a little funky, and I'm washing my hair, hands, and, you know, going back to all that kind of behavior. And I strongly suggest you do the same. So... In the meanwhile, how do we, you know, celebrate? I mean, we're all so sick of this COVID crap, and now we're having a a boomerang effect. In New York, same thing. Masks are going back on everywhere. So, luckily I hadn't thrown any of mine out. I was thinking of having like a little bonfire and burning them all, but I knew it was far too early to celebrate. And I've kind of gotten attached to a couple of them like my Rocky Horror Picture Show mask. I really like that one. And even though I don't drink coffee, I gave it up. That's when you hear my New Yorker coffee. I have a really cute Dunkin' Donuts mask that I like wearing. And I have to admit, it has kept me from getting a cold or a flu, so that's kind of nice. So, my girlfriend and I are out here, playing safe, cooking our meals, eating outside, walking in the water, staying away from people, being, you know, paranoid to some extent and still having a good time. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. A little paranoia with your frozen margarita. What can you do? That's life these days. So if you're listening to this in Provincetown, and it's entirely probable that you may be, then please get vaccinated if you have not. And please mask up if you go indoors. And just be careful. Celebrate and enjoy your summer, but just be careful. Don't cram into any big crowds. I have a friend of mine who's preparing to come soon, and he asked my advice. And I said, enjoy yourself. Wear a mask if you're inside. Try to eat outside as much as you can. And maybe don't attend any giant orgies. He wrote back and he's like, I'm going to take your advice. I'm canceling all the orgies that I was planning on attending. Very good, sir. Except he was only kidding. He's a very nice boy and he's not the orgy type. He's very cute, though. Anyway, I digress yet again. So the moral of this story is there is no moral. Just be safe and be careful. And really, the bottom line is don't be stupid. My mother would say this, don't be stupid for crying out loud. Don't cram into a couple of thousand half-naked bodies without a mask on and none of them have a mask on. What did you think that was going to happen? Crazy mashugana. So, since I've been doing so much cooking because I'm trying, much as I want to support the town, which I'm still supporting the town because we just threw down a gazillion dollars at the supermarket and we have been eating a lot outside, like I said, um, I've been doing a lot of cooking, 
which you would think would not be what I would want to do on vacation because what I do for a living, I cook. Why would I want to do that on vacation? But the thing is, when I'm not working in New York, I don't like to cook at home because I cook all day. I don't want to go home and cook. So I'm going to order out or get takeout food or you know, call Seamless or one of those things. My poor girlfriend, I almost never cook for her in New York. But when I go away on vacation, I don't mind cooking. Except for the fact that the place that we've rented for our stay this week has a kitchen that's, well, about the size of my armpit. It's got two burners, a little one and a big one, and a microwave, no oven. And when my girlfriend opens the refrigerator door, there's no room for me to cook, so... It's been problematic. Don't even get me started on the bathroom. You can't turn sideways in the shower. There's a bunch of other things I'll tell you that aren't polite, but trust me, it's kind of a claustrophobic thing. The kitchen and the bathroom are forget forget about it. But even so, I've managed to throw together a few nice meals. So last night, we got some really nice steaks, and I'm not eating a ton of red meat. I'm trying to be on the healthy side and eat a lot of vegan and vegetarian food. And when not not doing that, eat free range and organic. And, you know, I'm on a little bit of a kick. But we got these beautiful steaks and uh, they were organic steaks and kind of gorgeous looking. And so I would have thrown them on the grill except for the fact that quite honestly we didn't get home in time to warm up the grill and we were feeling lazy and we didn't want to have to clean the grill after because it's a common roof deck so you'd have to do all that so I said forget about it and I took the steaks and I made kind of a a wet rub out of olive oil paprika cumin coriander some za'atar Israeli seasoning that I had and gave it a little kick with some Cajun spice. So basically, I just took all my seasonings, mixed it with olive oil, and completely rubbed my steak in it. And then I got a skillet super hot. And I totally threw my steak down and totally seared it on each side. I got a nice, scorched, awesome sear with a beautiful crust on each side. So it was a big, thick steak and a sirloin. I'm going to say maybe I did about four minutes on each side and you're like eight minutes that's a long time well shut up it was a thick steak and oh you hear all that giggling and laughing that's a couple of drag queens running by so now you know I'm in Provincetown anyway then I took my steak out of the pan put it on a platter just to kind of relax it and I poured in some white wine which red wine would probably be better, but who cares, because white wine was what I had, and it's called deglazing, and I let my, all my funk in the pan kind of cook up in the white wine, and then I throw in some chicken broth, and let that cook up, and it was gorgeous, then when it started getting kind of thick, almost a sauce, but not yet, I threw my steaks back in the pan with my sauce, and just let them cook a little more in that, then took them right out, and I poured my beautiful sauce over them, and I wound up with this kind of a creamy sauce, even though it was just chicken stock and wine. It was no butter, no cream, but it really emulsified, and it was really beautiful, and it loved all that seasoning. 
That was my beautiful steak. I never even needed the grill. We ate that outside, and I took some sweet potatoes, and I just boiled them, because that's what I felt like doing, and then I tossed them up in a little salt and pepper and sweet butter when they were ready. And then we had some beautiful vegetables where I steamed broccoli and yellow squash. I tossed that up again in a little more butter with some white pepper and a little bit of sea salt. That was our gorgeous meal on the bay. So nothing fancy, nothing spectacular, nothing four star, just a beautiful steak and some nice vegetables and sweet potatoes and we had of course some sparkling rosé because why not although the sparkling rosé got a little warm so I put an ice cube in it and I don't care don't judge me I don't like drinking warm sparkling rosé and anyway there we were I would say we'd be enjoying the majesty and the mystery and the wonder of the bay but uh there have been some fairly loud drag queens running by so there's no one in town and yet the three loudest drag queens in town seem to keep running by and we love you girls but do you have to be so loud oh my god you know what is that about i hear you everyone hears you but anyway so i would say Tonight's theme is obviously being safe, lamenting the stupid. That could be the name of this actually, lament of the stupid, um, and making the most of your situation. So if not for the surge, I probably would have gone out to eat like every night and not enjoyed the beautiful bay as much and not cooked as much. And it's better. It's better to just kind of have these magical moments. So how are you handling this wherever you are some of the people who listen to uh, listen to my show are in missouri are in florida are in albany hello albany i love you some of the people who listen to my show are in california like i've been sort of staying tuned with all the places that people are listening to it so I think probably a lot of these places around the country are going through this, the surge. I'm having a lot of trouble understanding how anyone could not get vaccinated. I mean, my own brother, this is kind of a crazy thing, refuses to get vaccinated. He's convinced, and he actually said this, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard, but he's convinced that the vaccination is some covert plot to kill all the Jews. I kid you not. And I said, what about the fact that millions of people who get vaccinated are not Jewish? How do you explain that? And he said, well, that's just, you know, kind of like, you know, the trash that they have to go through to get to the Jews. Like, they don't really care that they had to kill a few million other people. The whole purpose is to get rid of the Jews. So I couldn't talk him out of that delusion. It's kind of unbelievable. And the moral of that story is I don't spend a lot of time with my brother because life is difficult enough. But having a crackpot in the family who thinks that the vaccination is a covert plot to annihilate all the Jews, um, I don't know. What can you really say about that? He was calling it the new Hitler. And it's just, it's crazy. Dianu, crazy, crazy. There's a lot of crazy in my family, but I think that one sort of takes the cake. So... I think tonight I'm going to go back to the whole reason I come here, which is the majesty and the mystery of the bay. 
and not the loud drag queens that you may be hearing in the distance. <laughs> what can I say? It's part of the charm. I have a good friend in town named Sarah Gray. You probably have met her if you're in Provincetown. She's a fabulous chick with you know, kind of an awesome personality. That's something she says a lot. It's part of the charm, spelled C-H-O-M. Mm. I had to drink my tea just then. No tequila, because I'm on a sparkling rosé kick and an Aperol spritzer kick. Now, I got to cater a lot of weddings back-to-back in New York, and so I do feel like I earned this little trip to look at the pay. But I would have preferred to have not had the COVID surge while I'm here, so what can you do? I had a chance to visit one of my favorite artists. Google her if you have a chance, Erna Partol. And she's shown at a really amazing gallery in town called the Berta Walker Gallery. And while we were visiting, my girlfriend and I, well, we visited Erna um, and sat outside in the garden with our masks on. The amazing Berta Walker happened to stop by also. And she is a really dynamic woman. So you might be listening to this somewhere else in the country, but Google the Berta Walker Gallery because... I think the best art in Provincetown winds up in her gallery, and it really is world-class art. I mean, fantastic art. And some of the people, I think she discovered, and they've become superstars, so she is what you would call a star maker in the art world, and she's very dynamic herself. Big personality, lots of love and enthusiasm, and a larger-than-life character. And I always liked the woman, so I think she kind of likes me too. So it's a mutual like society. And Erna, I've always adored. She's a really sweet woman, super talented artist. So this town for me is all about the art and the writing. I come here to write and paint and find my soul. I never came here really to party like some people do or to go on whale watch in our boats because I get seasick. What can I say? It's a thing. But it's more about the art and the writing and the nature. So really the only thing I've actually written since I've been out here is a piece that I'm tentatively calling 9-11 20 years later in anticipation of the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, which is coming right around the corner. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Now, when I get back, I have several weddings to cater that I'm excited about. And one is for a huge Italian family. The father of the bride actually used to be my meat and fish vendor, which is kind of interesting. And so it's a big, giant Italian family, 200 family and friends will be there and they're huge eaters and there's no such thing as enough food so we're really going to be dazzling people and because my friend is a little bit on the old-fashioned side we're resurrecting some things that I did a lot of in the 80s and you don't necessarily see a lot of now one of them is just a gorgeous roast beef carvery these days it's like if you have a carvery it's going to be filet mignon or prime rib or um, boneless ribeye which is kind of almost the same thing really a little slightly different Um, but what I've been doing lately which I hadn't done since the 80s is just a gorgeous top round now a top round is not an expensive cut of meat and 
it's it was sort of looked down upon for a while, but it's really a great piece of meat. You just have to know how to cook it. Like if you have a classic roast beef, it probably is a top round. And I got my butcher to split and tie my top round because I'm lazy and I don't care who knows it. And my method for cooking that is kind of foolproof. Do a gorgeous dry rub with, for me, it's like everything on the spice rack, but herb de Provence, some fresh ground pepper, some gorgeous salt. The salt we do last. And I'll do some ground oregano and some ground coriander and some, I think we threw in some ground mustard seed and some minced garlic and a little bit of olive oil and just kind of really rubbed it on the outside of the top round. And we used to sear the whole thing in a big giant rondeau where it's just basically like a giant deep frying pan sort of thing. But instead, we'll put it in the oven on a rack so the meat doesn't touch the bottom of the pan and crank it up to 450 and really let it sizzle and get kind of a crust for about 15 minutes and then lower it to 325 and cook it at least an hour depending on how big the meat is it can take hour and 20 minutes hour and a half I pull it out when the thermometer is 130 degrees which is going to give me a perfectly rare roast beef if you want super rare you can pull it out at 120 and if you want medium rare maybe 140 but 130 is my jam pull it out and you're done now what we do is we roast them all because we might be roasting like 10 or 20 of these suckers we roast them all the day before bring them to room temperature they're perfect they slice perfect they're perfectly rare they're gorgeous flavor is just beautiful and it's a sexy thing so if you're in the mood to entertain and you want to make a presentation go and get yourself a top round and do just as I said do exactly as I said or I shall punish you no 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 don't do that do whatever the hell you want maybe you're a vegetarian so you're like get me away from the top round but in this case it came out kind of on the gorgeous side and what's old is new again so some of the things I made in the 80s are making a comeback so it's a beautiful night it started out kind of cold and it turned into a gorgeous gorgeous night and the bay is magical that would be my muse the Provincetown Bay it calls me to paint and calls me to write and even calls me to talk to you right here and now wherever you are stay safe stay strong I know we're all really sick of this pandemic but if we could just get ourselves vaccinated and keep our masks on when we go inside just kind of take a deep breath and you know it's gonna take a little longer but we will get through this and one day we'll be joking around with our grandchildren about it keep your sense of humor stay kind safe and stay smart meanwhile go out and make some beautiful food and share it with people you love that's the best way forward I think making beautiful make well make love not war but maybe you're not a cook how about you don't cook just share some love and some kindness and some decency and take a deep breath a deep breath here do it with me we will get through this this is Rossi for raging and eating and remember food is love and so are you
Now go out and make some magic. Uh-oh, the drag queens are back. Do you hear them? Oy vey. Good night, good night everyone. Bye-bye.